podcast. Hello, podlings. Ooh, is that that's our? I don't know. I just. I don't know. We, we don't have one yet. I'm just making things up. But we're, we're experimenting. We'll try new things. We didn't say hello to them in the first episode, so I thought we should say hello now. Hello. Hello, Podlings. Hello. I like that. I wanted to share. Um, I am wearing a... I was critiqued for my wardrobe in the last episode, not being enough of a different font. So I've got That's this fair. really cute two-piece workout set on from Target. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's got like a split front flare leg to the legging. I feel very um, Charlie's Angels right now. You can watch the live uh, version of this, the recorded version of this on our YouTube channel, which will be up this week, Person Different Font uh, podcast on YouTube. You'll also be able to find us on TikTok and Instagram this week, hopefully, uh, yes. with Same Person Different Font podcast. But I'm Gelsey Blythe on Instagram, and you are... Lily.Annabelle. Lily like the flower, Annabelle like the creepy doll. Just like the creepy doll. Yeah, we're we're working on getting everything up. You know, we're both... Yeah. Um, we're not professional podcasters. We're Doing amateurs. our best. We're doing our best and some of us have not been feeling well yeah she's been and sick. or traveling across the country yeah those things have been happening so but by this week we should have some more platforms but you can now listen to us on spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. yes i don't know what itunes i don't know what they call it nowadays yeah I think um, that's it. but you can leave reviews on apple and on spotify which would be cool if you do you can't leave reviews on google so if you're listening there you just have to keep your opinions to yourself dweeb I'm allowed User. to insult the Google podcast users. <laughs> what are they going to do? What are you going to do? Say something to us? No, you can't. Got to go to a different platform to come at us. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Sucks to suck. I thought it would be not cool to say I don't feel well enough to go to work and still go on a date. Even though I was like, mm. it was only going to be an hour. I could have had a Coke. Like I could have pushed through. But also like in this day and age, we don't need to be. Um, that's fair. Putting other people potentially. <laughs> no, I, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't think it's COVID. Mm-hmm. There's like been a no. Bit flu and cold going around so I'm just snotty but like I said it's just a snotty little girl I took a hot shower had a midday glass of wine took a bunch of medication and I'm starting to feel it come out so I think I can go to work tomorrow are you gonna reschedule the date may not yeah yeah okay cool it will be rescheduled very good most important for the new year because I'm trying to break this habit I've developed of canceling dates at the last minute there may or may not be vodka in this along with Sprite but this is going to be a very fun episode so Lily as she's mentioned is ill and is maybe drinking uh anything else up with you you're alone in the apartment yes um everyone has gone home for Christmas so it's just me and Pink Pink um and I'll be leaving soon too yeah um so I would like to get you know my life together before then today was unfortunate but my body said enough is enough yeah you Um, need a break it's interesting Um, I was at the Tennessee prison for women this weekend as part of a new initiative we're starting at my job and then last night I had a dream and I had never had a dream like this before where I was falsely imprisoned and like stuck inside and I was trying not to like break all the rules didn't want to get in trouble and then like I was like coming to this realization throughout this very like long involved dream that I remembered when I woke up there was not going to be a quick resolution to it it was terrifying the prison industrial complex man it comes for you in your dreams I mentioned this I had an MRI today which was fun I actually quite enjoyed it it was very peaceful I took Valium beforehand so I could be calm and they gave me like a heated blanket and like put on some tunes over my head so I just listened I was like in such a good zone it was like a sensory deprivation tank I was like this is nice that's lovely I'm glad you didn't get like that claustrophobia feeling because yeah I really struggle with that with my eyes 
I'm really claustrophobic too, like insanely. So I was like, like I was concerned. I, it's probably because I was drugged. That that probably was a big part of it. The drugs were the pharmaceuticals. Well, it's good to know that'll help. By but when you go I highly recommend uh, drug yourself and go into an MRI. Hello, Pink Pink. Oh, we have a friend of the pod, Pink Pink, joining us. Friend of the pod, Pink Pink, looking beautiful as always. Oh, so elegant, so regal. You can't tell how bad she smells on camera. She smells lovely. Anything to say? George Bush did 9-11. What? Pink Pink? Whoa. Pink, you're not a... I'm really worried about conspiracy theory. I did not like that. You're falling down. There are more people at the center of the earth. Oh, wow. Pink Pink, you're problematic. We didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, some of these, these, these conspiracy theories sound a little bit anti-Semitic, Pink Pink. The next episode is deprogramming Pink Pink. You know, yesterday I saw the Nutcracker. And I've seen the Nutcracker every year since I was born. We are a big Nutcracker family. If you come into our house during Christmas, there's Nutcrackers everywhere. Lily can attest to that. And I just, every every year I see it, I feel like more and more the plot of the Nutcracker is so wild. One, I believe Drusselmeyer is incredibly queer coded. And I can say that as a queer person. I believe he is like a queer uncle. And it's like the plot of the Nutcracker is thus following. Clara is at a parent's Christmas party. Things are just going normally. Then your queer uncle shows up, brings a bunch of really weird, somewhat sexual toys for everybody. Uh, banks your brother or like at least harasses your brother and then comes back in breaks into your house that night drugs you makes you go on an acid trip and then you end up in a land of candy which some of them still have some sort of racially problematic costuming depending on the production you see and then she wakes up the next morning and it's just like i guess that was my christmas well, and the fact, too, that, like, all of the second act is just, like, the candy saying thank you. So, like, the plot is over. They're just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, but, like, the, the plot ends the first act. Also, what's funny is that it changes so much, for, like, depending on what region you're seeing it in, which can really vastly change your interpretation of it. Like, the one in Atlanta makes Drosselmeyer way more creepy than the one in Arizona does. Like, what happens is either through dance, especially, Drosselmeyer or the Nutcracker says, oh, we destroyed the rat kink. And then the Sugar Plum Fairy's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, well, you're here now. Let's just introduce you to all my my subjects. And there, some of them are candy based, and some of them are like ethnic based. And, and I personally am of the belief. This is my Nutcracker hot take. It we are in this age of 2022. You should just commit to the candy thing. Like they should just be candies. The issue is, I can't remember which movement it's called, but it's the one that's like that's the one that's like called the Chinese. That's the Chinese dance. Yeah, it's supposed to be, well, some people call it tea. You can see it as rubbing candy. Uh, it's always, mm. they, the people always, uh, it's never, it looks, uh, people like to do these very, uh, they just, they, it's supposed to be China. Like that's the inspiration. It's supposed to be traditional Chinese dance, which is really cool. Three little maids in school. It's giving three little maids in school. And I have never, I have yet to see a production that I feel like is able to like really figure out what to do there. Like at all, I once saw one where I actually think this was the best one where they did ribbon candy and they just did like this really pretty like ribbon dancing thing. And I still think I still think the costumes were a little not good, uh, but I think it was the best interpretations. The one I saw yesterday, those were not great. I was like, this is not good. I don't like this. And and I think it's at the point where we as like a society need to like start really not doing that anymore. Like, again, I think that's what's cool about the Nutcracker and especially the whole like thing is that the second act is supposed to kind of show all the different uses of ballet and all the different things, like all the ways there are different, you know, because each movement shows different strengths of your company. Cool story. It's really visually pretty, but also just like technically each of the movements, uh, you need a different kind of dancer to do. But like, 
it you, you're not like really appreciating their great dancing when all you're going is like this is a really uncomfortable outfit I, I'm like, I'll accept the weird story about an uncle like dropping acid with his niece and being like, let's go on an adventure. That's fine with me. That's good. I think that's good. I think that's how all hol- holidays should be. But I would love if just like halfway through, Clara's like, hey, do you think this is problematic, Sugar Plum Fair? Yeah, there's a lot you can overlook. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the weird costuming is one of them. Speaking of uncomfortable costuming that's distracting, Ooh. I saw a production of The Nutcracker in North Augusta, South Carolina. Oh, I'm sure this is going to be good. It was actually an excellent production. Uh, the company was wonderful. Um, but being North Augusta, South Carolina, what they did not have was an older male dancer So yeah. to do the, the Nutcracker. So they shipped one oh. in from Poland. His name okay. was Norbert. Um, and okay. he was excellent. And like the dancing was excellent. Excellent, but my grape number one, which is ballet in general, put a flap. Oh, with male dancers? Dance yeah, that's just tights. in general about the, the, the male dancers in ballet. This is my general complaint. It is a weird ballet thing. I don't quite Add get it. flap. Like, I know that's, like, the point. Like, it's stylistically like, it's supposed to be the point. But I think at this, like, in the modern era, that's no longer how we view dancers. Therefore, we should no longer do it that way. I understand there's like a traditionalism to it, but also I'm like, I, it makes me like feel a little weird. Like the guy who was the Cavalier in Atlanta for the longest time, that man was so hung that That's it was distracting. This Norbert guy was so hung. <laughs> like if you're out there, Norbert, like, congrats. The man was so hung and like you would see the Sugar Plum Fairy doing these amazing, like some some of the hardest things you can do in ballet, some like really beautiful technical work. But you could, you almost wouldn't pay attention because right next to her is like, like an elephant nose just hanging around flopping around and you're like what like can't we tuck it or something like is there nothing we can do bring a drag queen in like something i can show you here's also a thing about this about the drag queen right is also mother ginger right or uh sometimes she's a matryoshka doll it depends Mm -hmm. she's either normally like a gingerbread mom or matryoshka doll i personally prefer the matryoshka doll because that makes more sense because it's a russia ballet those are my hot takes but she's always played by a man in drag. And I it's always the best part. And the crowd always loves it. And to me, I'm always just like, this is what a drag show is. And I don't understand what conservatives think a drag show is. Because conservatives are more than happy to go see this part of the Nutcracker. And they clap and they think it's funny. I'm like, yeah, that's what a drag show is. That's it. You just see someone do really funny dance moves in these elaborate costumes. And you clap and have fun. I don't think all people realize exactly how much they would love drag old conservatives really would love drag because drag is fun everyone loves drag drag is great yeah they just they get so weird about it so like i party princess on the weekend sometimes i dress up as which is like drag in a way for a company yeah it's like heterosexual drag i like did my makeup yesterday i was being ariel so i have this giant red wig oh i I love your my eyebrows and everything it was really fun but and i you know you go to the party and it's always the little kids love you obviously because you're a princess and then old people always are like you look so beautiful you're so gorgeous and anyone in between that range is like they look done up like a crazy person but like old people think that princesses look so lovely people look so beautiful with all this makeup like, on yeah. love drag you would love I, it th- th- old people would love drag they should go do it <laughs> they should do it they should watch it i don't know it's yes oh my gosh i think the nutcracker is just a, a fabulous thing that is oh such a weird ballet that we you're just like yep this is christmas yeah i guess anyways sorry about that that was ballet chat with kelsey and lily uh the ballet pod is now what we're on um but anyways <laughs> lily i went first for our podcast offering do you last time so do you like to offer something to the podcast this time no i went first last time oh wait did you go first oh yeah, yeah. Borgia. so i go first sorry 
pray with me like um dear podcastia we here offer you new stuff this has been all over my tiktok and i went and somehow i cannot get these videos off my tiktok feed but it's about a uh, buckle fat removal so deep in it lily I, you seem to give me a face that you know what this is so for the people who don't it buckle fat is like the fat that's like right above your jawline and under your cheekbones that you have this little fat deposit and people have been doing this surgery that i best have gotten really popular in the last few months where they go and like carve it out from like and you have to do it from inside your mouth it is gross I accidentally like a video showed how it was done i did not like it and it gives you kind of the appearance of like, very thin waif yeah and cheekbones it's very weird I one would like to say first, I'm anti it. I don't one. It's not, it is very dubious about if it is safe or not. There are so many nerves and tiny little like microphagia in your face that messing with your face like that at any level is always dangerous. You know, it only takes one wrong move and you no longer can move your lips. Like that is, your face is so sensitive. And you can call me like a bad feminist or whatever, but I I also believe this is like a bit of choice feminism. In general, I try to be kind of anti-plastic surgery. I'm not completely anti-plastic surgery, especially when it comes to like reconstructive stuff after people who have been in accidents and things. I think that's clearly not what I mean, but I think especially trendy plastic surgery. Like, I think if it's something like you, you know, like if your breasts are very big and you, they cause you pain, get a breast reduction. Or, you know, if you never liked your nose and that's the real thing that you've had a feeling about for many years and it gives you so much discomfort and dysmorphia, go get that fixed. Uh, but like when it comes to trendy plastic surgery, like a BBL or whatever, no, I'm very anti that because your body isn't a trend. Your body is a living organ. But it is so wild, these people getting it. And I'm seeing these photos, these before and afters. And one, I feel like this is, this is the bad feminist in me, but- they do not look good. Like it doesn't look good. Like it just doesn't look good. Like I don't get the appeal. You look very sickly, which I guess is the point because I know like heroin chic and all that is coming back into vogue, whatever. What's weird to me about it is your buckle fat over, like by the time you are in your late 30s, it will be gone. It will go away. You won't have it forever. If you see most women over like 35, 38, they do not have buckle fat anymore because it dissolves. So it's like a weird thing that people so young are doing because it ages you. I just don't get it. Like it's the most confusing surgery. I've gotten so many videos. I do not want to get the videos about it anymore where they're like, here's the truth on buckle fat or like anti-buckle fat or pro-buckle fat. Like how about we, what, why? Why are we talking, talking about this? And no one should know about that. This is just be a weird little part of your body that goes away like I don't get it I don't understand I so my interaction with it has been I haven't actually gotten any of the pro buckle fat but I've only had people like speaking against it there was that one girl who went really viral she did like a makeup tutorial emphasizing her yeah. buckle fat saying it's cute if I had like a guess I, I mean it has to go back to this like trend of how we portray people like you know adults in their 30s yeah as like teenagers and so that expectation that's not a bad that's interesting i i hadn't thought about that that's a really good point lily that like teenagers often being played by adults personally i would say both you and i have very kind of cherubic faces I think that's very nice. I think that's very beautiful. I, I like our, face. I think you and I have like, I, I personally think when we both have fairly prominent like cheeks. So it's like, not that we are like completely moon face or anything, but like we, we, you know, we're not like Angelina Jolie. I know. And then, I, well, this was the weird thing is that someone was like, uh, not, not pro buckle fat, like the surgery, but anti people having a discourse about it in this really weird way mm. where they're like, oh, well, I think it's a really slippery slope to be commenting on women's like stuff like this. I'm like, yeah, I get that. A lot of the times the criticism is like, well, it doesn't look very good. But that is a criticism. Like you shouldn't, I mean, it is, I think that's a fair because the people who are getting this done, they're clearly doing it for vanity. It's not like, I can't, 
think of another reason to get it done other than this is a vain kind of thing, which is fine. People are vain. I'm vain. I, I think vanity is a sin that we put on women that is dumb because everyone is a little vain. I think it's okay to be a little vain sometimes. You can't let it run your life, but it's fine to like how you look. So it's like the same kind of person who I think would go get buckle fat surgery is the same kind of person I think would care about anti-aging. But those two things are like against each other because your buckle fat is there to keep your face looking young and keep collagen production and keep like everything together longer and if you get it removed you will age faster yeah and that's the thing I I just comes back to me like bodies shouldn't be trends and like yeah. people can do what they want with their bodies but I think we're allowed to critique when you promote yeah. it especially on a platform that is so targeted Public. towards children it seems like not worth it I don't know I don't know that's that's my mind I'm offering it and I'm hoping no one does it anymore I'm stopping it now no more Thank you, Podcastia. Thank you, Podcastia. Podcastia blesses us. All right. My offering to Podcastia is a YouTube video I came across (laughs) called (laughs) Things We Will Do in Heaven, Castle. So I need to give some background on this. First of all, I want to point out that I am not judging anybody for their belief system or making fun of them for their belief system. I did a little bit of a deep dive on this channel. And so any claims I make about it are based on that. But anyone who like follows them and believes in them, like they have reasons that may be compelling um, to those people. And there is no judgment on my part. Okay, so I was browsing Facebook as one does. Oh God, it came from Facebook, Lily. No, I get made fun of for doing this, but this is how I find like all my fun things that I do around town. Like Facebook is a great place for getting out of the house. Sorry, and also it's hilarious, and I'll never delete it. Um, Mark Zuckerberg one a. Facebook friend of mine shared a series of videos from this YouTube channel called Hope Through Prophecy. Oh um, no! The one that really yes, the one that really. Appealed Wait, I'm gonna to look me it up. Was called well. Six Things We Will Do in Heaven. My understanding from what I can see is that this channel is run by some sort of like doomsday end of times cults because in every video I watch they advertise. If you give them your email address and sign up, you can oh, get their no. end of times chart PDF, which I didn't, I didn't do. Maybe I'll, I'll follow up on it. I'm not going to give them my email oh my address, but maybe I'll see if I can find it online. But they have like almost 400,000 followers. Well, give them um, the podcast email. Yeah, maybe I will. Same person, different fonts. And then we can get all of their information. But oh my God, uh, his photo is kind of nice. I don't yeah, know. So it's I mean, guy, it's, it's edited Justin Pestlin. Um, he's a fake guy, and he's one of those YouTubers who talks like this. Um, but I, this this video really stuck out to me because the the cover image for it says "Heaven Activities," and it's got like an image towards some like. Per- basically, starts off the video saying many people do not believe in heaven, and this is like a <laughs> like a saving souls kind of thing. He's like, many people do not believe in heaven, partially because they can't envision what it would look like so today we're going to talk about six things you can actually do in heaven and everything about the tone the vibe of the video was just i sat there i found it at lunch last friday and i sat there open mouthed for 12 minutes just everything about it was incredible first of all breaking down the like what you can do in heaven into a listicle is already funny (laughs) it's like watch mojo and everything on the list was basically just an expectation that like everything that's in the Bible and specifically revelations is verbatim, completely accurate. There is no such thing as simile, metaphor, anything like that. So they're just taking everything at face value. I 
personally believe most of the Bible is metaphor. And it's super weird to take it very literally because most yeah. books are metaphors. I agree. Well, I just wanted to share some of my favorite um, real heaven activities. So basically, the, the one thing I thought was really interesting about the belief system that I learned from these videos is that they take the line in the Bible that like beasts and men will like lay down together as brothers very literally. So mm, they intriguing. Um, okay. One of the things you can do in heaven is you Uh-oh. can meet every animal up close and hang out with them. So if you ever wanted to cuddle a tiger or curl up with the polar bear and you couldn't before, well, now you can. Oh, I thought this was going to go a super different direction. Well, it, they didn't specify that, but also <laughs> sex was not in the will not happen. But part of this is um, oh, no. there will be no death, obviously, in the afterlife. Yeah, you died. Um, you're now gone. You're done. You did so it. So you're not allowed to eat any animals. So consequently, you won't be eating any meat, but you will be able to eat at the tree of life, fruit from the tree of life. So that seems oh. to be the only Dope. water okay. for consumption in heaven. Wait, that um, doesn't seem true. <laughs> I find it, according to the listicle, uh, I find it interesting <laughs> that- So um, wait, I'm going to have to marry have to eat stuff a lion and then eat a fruit? eating fruit, lions included. Oh, and I have so to be the, lay with lion as I lay with me. Watch, watch the video. Um, <laughs> some of the other highlights from the list um, include, uh, first of all, they specify at the beginning that some people believe that when you go to heaven, your soul leaves your body and you go to heaven as a soul. Um, that's not true. You actually oh. go to heaven and get a new body that's 15 feet tall like Adam and Eve were. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, what does it say that Adam and Eve are 15 feet tall? Some people believe that Adam and Eve were 15 feet tall. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to become a biblical scholar and argue with this man out of respect to myself and God. Out of respect to God. (laughs) (laughs) Do not start. I'm on the podcast. Oh, my God. You heard a dog bark in the distance. Pink Pink is very excited about her afterlife where she gets to lay with a lion as a man. Wait till you hear about this next part, Pink Pink. Oh, no. Um, Do dogs not go to heaven? No. And all animals are in heaven. Which is oh, nice. I, I like this nice. part dogs of- happen. Stop it. I'm recording my podcast. I don't know. This just continues my theory that Pink Pink is like a crazy extremist. <laughs> but she's, yeah, she's like, actually, that's not true. We're, when we all die, Zenu will come and get our souls and put us in the soul pot for us to be turned into elixir. Uh, in heaven, everyone who is saved, and that's how this is why it can happen, is because most people won't uh-huh. be saved if they're like belief. They everyone will have their own mansion. Oh. And they'll get to build their own mansion exactly the way they like it, all of a good place. Very cool. Okay, but I'm here for this. Don't worry if you don't know how to build a mansion because they have heaven, like prefab designs. Oh no, no, no! Our, in heaven, our minds will ex- be expanded, and so we'll just know how to build a mansion. <laughs> fan theory jesus was a carpenter so what if this is all secretly just like a really big carpentry religion and none of us have picked up my absolute favorite activity for heaven remember there's only six activities to do for all of eternity one of them is (laughs) god hanging out with animals one of them is eating from the tree of life one of them is building Building our mansion mansion. okay that's a way to do one a hundred years or whatever but this is all of eternity Mm. so what do you do with the rest of it well, you get to, like, hang out with your family and friends, which is cool. But you oh, also cool. get to meet Bible heroes. I love this. Lily, what Bible hero do, uh, do you want to meet? I mean, I'm I'm an Esther girly. Like, if I'm not, you know. Okay, I don't want to be. I, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> You're going to get. It was going to sound like something like, it's something that Pink Pink would say. I, what what I'm saying here, and this is not my personal belief, but I'm believing, what's this guy named Dustin? I believe Dustin probably doesn't look kindly on people of the Judaic faith. I'm assuming. And Esther was very much Jewish. Well, so was Jesus. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know. Does, so does Esther get to go? I don't know. Well, I just no, want to know no, where the lines are. are. Old, Old Testament people are in here because um, you can – some of the people they mentioned, all men, of course, but you can um, – Ask Daniel how he stayed so brave in the Happy lion's den. Happy Hanukkah. You can walk through the forest with Adam and ask him why he named all the animals what he did. Okay, so here's side note. Confusion about end of days anti-Semites like this. Again, I have to just this guy's anti-Semitic because you did say that not everyone goes to heaven. That was noted that not everyone goes to heaven. So like, I don't know. I, I don't understand how like they can only, they can be anti-Semitic to Jewish people now but not to the Jewish people who are very much in the Bible, who we are like really into everybody so else. Hypothetically, wasn't everyone before Jesus like not saved? So wouldn't they not be there? Yeah. Well, there is this like, the- <laughs> welcome to theology with Gelsey. <laughs> so some people think that when Jesus died, and this is, this is like a big debate. This is a weird fun fact. I do enjoy as a special entrance religion. I just like it. But there is this theory that like, it's not a theory, just some people believe this. And I guess I would probably, I go in a camp similar to this, that when Jesus died, after Jesus was killed, murdered i don't even know if it counts because jesus knew and he was like pretty consensual to the whole act like he was really consenting to death uh so i I think it was just really like uh what do you call it when a doctor kills you euthanasia when jesus was euthanized um when jesus was euthanized he some people think he went to hell and it's called the like heralding of hell or something uh and that he went to hell and he like scooped up everyone who was in there and was like hey look you all get get out of hell free card I'm going to take you back to heaven now. That, that's what Jesus did in those three days. He just went to hell and said, look, y'all get a free pass because I didn't exist before. So you can all go to heaven now. Called the harrowing, the harrowing of hell. Okay. Ooh. That's what it's called, the harrowing of hell. So what, what else do we do in the Bible um, in hell in I heaven? Mean, I was, that's my last one that I like oh, okay. off the top of my head. That was my favorite is getting to walk around with Adam and find out why he named all the animals what he did. Tiger, lion, dog. Now, I don't know what language they're supposing Adam named the animals in and how it later got translated to other languages, but it's about some sort of Tower of Babel thing. Oh, look at you go, Lily. You know. You know your yeah, Bible I, stuff. I, I I'm was, so I've proud of around. you. I've, I've heard some church. Bibles. You went to church the day that talked about the Tower of Babel, so it was really useful. Yeah. You come across, hey, I've read the Bible. I love the Bible. I, this is like a very, this is so hard to explain to people when it's like, I like the Bible, but not in the way like bad people like the Bible. I like it because I think it's interesting. But I like the Bible the way people like Greek mythology. Like I think the Bible is just super fascinating. Um, Watching those Windigoon videos where he's talking about yes. the, of the Bible. Oh well, I read. I, well, I have read all the apocrypha of the Bible. I personally follow the apocrypha of the Bible. Like I'm in a complete other camp. If, if when we talk about the Gelsies whacked version of religion that she follows i denounce all other versions all of the books of the bible i only follow the books of the bible that everyone else was like nope this isn't legit i go those are my books where there are giants and angels and nephilim and jesus turned a man into skin just old school bible fan fiction hell yeah anyways that was a weird talk here <laughs> and, um, before we get into today's yeah. topic i want yeah. to bring up what continue I hope down a pipeline segment on this show that's oh. really important to me, and that oh. is celebrity nemeses. Oh, okay, yes. Lily wants our celebrity nemesis segment. Lily, who is your celebrity nemesis today that you have? Sting. <clears throat> Lily wanted to do this so she could just t- make sure you all know how she feels about Sting. Well, especially with the holiday season rolling around, my reason for disliking Sting is holiday-based. So, look, Sting, 
very talented, great songwriter, great performer, very funny version of himself on Only Murders in the Building. Unfortunately, at some point, Sting decided he wanted to make a Christmas album. And that Christmas album sucks. He took all the old English folk Christmas songs that no one sings anymore. Okay, we'll look up this song specifically, Soul Cake. <laughs> this man needs to answer for Soul Cake. Because my parents listened to that album over mm. and over again when, when we had CD mm. players. Called it on a winter's night. Anymore. That's mm-hmm. edgy. Oh, wow. It really is wild. It's all the deep cuts. Wow. Soul Cake, yeah. Christmas music. Give, it a, give it a quick play. Oh, I do love Low How a Rose Are Blooming. I sang that at a Christmas concert once. Well, you know how many times you listen to that song? Zero. We just listened to Soul Cake. Oh, the Coventry Carol. Okay. I don't know what his version Can I give my hot my Coventry Carol hot take? Yeah. Okay, Coventry Carol is a really dope song. I highly recommend everyone listens to it. It's the reason for the season because it's like an old English song which asks, hey, you know how we love celebrating Jesus' birth on Christmas? And it's like, yeah. Everyone's like, hell yeah. And then someone goes, well, do you remember that in the Bible for that to happen, uh, Harold like killed so many babies like for <laughs> for so one baby to be born. Hundreds of babies were just brutally murdered all throughout Israel. And they go, what? He's like, yeah, that's in the Bible. That's what happened. Harold was like, hey, God murder. And that's why like all these things had to happen for Jesus to be born and why Mary and them had to leave. That's at the very beginning of the Christmas story. No one ever reads that part, but it's like, yeah, and Harold started murdering people. And so that Coventry Carol is just a song saying, we think the babies that got murdered so that Jesus could be alive. And it's about that. It's honoring them. And I think that's the reason for the season. Honor the babies who died for Jesus to live. <laughs> this is fine. This person. Oh, I don't want to listen to this anymore. It's horrible. Let me do my impression. Soul kick, soul kick. Please, good Mrs. A soul kick. An apple, a pear, a plum, or a cherry. Any good thing to make a soul merry. The whole time. As we have gone down a pipeline, today we'll talk about a different kind of pipeline. Today we're talking <laughs> about the phenomenon of crunchy mommies. In honor of the original crunchy mom, Mary of Mass. <laughs> giving birth in a stable Major. is... Yeah, in a manger in a stable is very crunchy. Honestly, yeah. is that was a natural birth before a natural birth? That was. I, mean, I get. I'm gonna be honest. A lot of births were pretty natural back then. <laughs> but you know, to be fair, she really was trying to get birth in that inn, and he was like, "I'm sorry, dude. We are plum out, plum out. The Motel Eight is booked out tonight." But yeah, so we are talking about the crunchy mom phenomenon. I mentioned this to Lily as an option to talk about today. This was sort of spurred on because uh, I'll talk about it in a sec. But on TikTok, there has been this discord that has like started talking about it because these uh, TikToker called really very crunchy, who for a very long time, I really liked her videos because I thought she was like a satire account of crunchy moms. And it turns out she is not a satire account. She actually really believes some kind of dangerous things. And she got uh, called out by this other TikToker. And now it's like caused the whole thing. So I thought it'd be an interesting discussion. For the, for those who don't know what a, a crunchy mom is, the the definition I believe has, personally, I believe it has changed over the years. Because uh, like what I would consider a crunchy mom is very much different than what a crunchy mom is now. But like it's any mom who is very into like very natural things, like natural parenting. So like, Organic foods, supplements, natural birth, which is like an oxymoron sometimes, uh, often homeschooling, and they often tend to be very uh, anti-medicine and anti-vax, which is a much newer phenomenon. But Lily, do you have a crunchy past of any sorts? Were you, were, I feel like Miss J could have been a little crunchy at points. 
Oh, for sure. I would say my parents in the 90s. Um, I was born in the 2000s. Sorry for anyone older than that that's got a smart. But like the 90s, they were very grungy. And so that naturally yeah. transitioned into sort of a crunchy existence. But it was more of like a, um, you know, we want to raise our child gender neutral. Luckily, I still yeah. have dozens of aunts and uncles who bought me lots of pink things. And Of course, because you're a girl, Lily. You're a woman. A plumber once thought I was a boy. And called I me Louie while he was. I love that Louie. I miss. I, I miss him. I love him. Louie's the friend I could have had. Louie is great. We love. Louis. I wish I was doing this um, podcast with Louie. Louie's still somewhere inside of me. Bring him, um, bring Louie out more. But you know, we had like I went to a Montessori school. And we had like pretty natural. Yeah, stuff. it wasn't like a, a necessity. Um, no, but like it was something they leaned into, and it was also like you know the time when there was still like. Sesame Street and yeah, when PBS Whistles was still kind of PBS like shows yeah. and stuff. So it was a little bit more of an analog time in general. So you didn't have to work which, as hard. To be yeah, crunchy. which is what I kind of meant when I say like crunchy was sort of just different. I feel, mm-hmm. and I would say the same thing. My parents were pretty grungy, and I, I would say I definitely grew up very pretty pretty crunchy. Uh, obviously, not any anti science, but my parents are science people, so always very pro medicine, pro science. Just like getting that out there at first. Uh, same thing with Lily's parents, but we were very. My mother was very very big into like feeding. Like she did not want me having sugar for a very long time. Like the only time I ever had sugar was at other people's house. Uh, we like I was like vegetarian for a really long time until like I was a few years old, and then I started eating meat. But that was my but my mom. But like to eat meat, my mom explained to me like she made me watch a video about how meat was made so she was like you have to understand what you're eating and I was like okay and then my dad was like okay but Gelsey have a steak and then I ate steak I was like yeah that's cool with me I'll I'm gonna eat meat <laughs> but yeah sorry um, animals I was like sorry animals and I think I also grew up uh not not full my life up until I moved to Georgia when I was nine uh but before that I lived in Chapel Hill North Carolina which is a very crunchy place very hippy dippy um, and I went to the school which was like a very Montessori Waldorfy school, like very hardcore. We were called the school was called the New Hope School, and we were the Voyagers. That was Ooh. our that was our thing, and it was real hippy like dippy Star Trek theme school. It, it kind of did. It, it, I would show you the logo. It you looked, no, but I think that was my vibe because we wanted to be like you know how Star Trek is sort of a socialist utopia. It was like that, uh, but I was like a real like hippy dippy school like feel our feelings, like imagine to play, all that kind of stuff. We were really big into that sort of thing. Uh, same thing with PBS, everything like that, learn in nature. And then when we moved to Georgia, uh, everyone assumed we were socialist uh, witches because of how we were. So my mom and I, we, we kind of became decrunchy because of uh, Georgia, because of Augusta's culture. A different um, sort of crunchy, one involving more hairspray. Yes, a crunchy hairspray. Uh, they uh, People in Georgia would be considered in the country co- community what is called um, silky, which is when you're not crunchy, mm-hmm. you are silky. Uh, very much people are silky in, in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, that's, like, mind, like, that's what my view of crunchy is. But I feel like due to the, the, the internet, the I think there's a difference between being what I would call uh, like what we were like, uh, like a McCain versus Obama crunchy versus a, you know, Biden versus Trump crunchy is very different, you know, political landscape. Uh-huh. You know, I think wow. political so radicalism. Back then. I know. Uh I, I do think, and I think that is something that's interesting that I, I also noticed where there's been a lot of criticism about crunchy. We'll kind of get into this is that there are like two kind of spheres of crunchy people where there are crunchy people who are like be liberal women and stuff. And then there are crunchy people who are like, e, you know, trad wife 
crazy nut jobs, evangelicals who are like, I don't believe in science and, and I don't believe women should have rights. Like those two different spheres weirdly intersect. And then like, if you try to criticize one sphere, the other sphere is like, well, I'm not like that. I'm like, well, okay, but it's a pipeline. Like those who buy it's called a pipeline uh, because it's really easy to move between those spheres. It kind of reminds me of like the, the turf world where like, yeah, you know, these trans exclusive radical feminists who consider themselves very oh yeah, it's, but they'll align it's themselves so much with like that. right people who just are to also like anti-trans exactly like they, points. No, exactly, and I think that's kind of like what this um this like really very crunchy thing like brought out in people because a lot of people thought she was satire and like was more just satirizing the fact that she's like a little crunchy and the, but she's on this like most mostly well-meaning liberally area. But she's like satirizing these other people. So like, you know, you had these more liberal, crunchy people go, oh, that's funny. haha. And then it turned out, no, she's not. She's actually more of this trad femme, like crunchy people who is very anti-vax and like there's radiation and the food died. It's like this really uncomfortable situation. And the girl, woman who called her out, who I cannot like remember her her name to save my life and I feel very bad, uh, like big one for doing it, who had been like a victim of like kind of going down this pipeline of like crunchy moms to like you know trad femhood trad wifehood people some people very much agree they're like yes i see this other people like well that's not me like i just want to you know feed my kids good food and you know wash them in good ingredients like that's so now i'm a in a pipeline it's like no you're not in a pipeline that you could be uh like that's the point of a pipeline you don't know like it's so easy to get caught in one like pink pink knows she does (laughs) Peeping built the pipeline. <laughs> you know, I think you you start, we've started seeing like more of these crunchy, you know, influencers. The pandemic and stuff scared people a lot and being left by themselves. Uh, but, you know, people go crazy. I know another really popular kind of crunchy figure is this woman called Growing uh, Coming Up Fern. Have you ever seen her videos? Lily. I don't think so. Oh my God. Lily? This woman is crazy. She is like, she says some really crazy things. Like she once said like, oh, women should get pregnant younger because our bodies aren't meant to be pregnant like in our, as we're teenagers. Or she, and she lets her son eat dirt. Um, oh, I know who you're talking he likes about. Her, she likes her son to eat dirt. She believes women who uh, formula feed are bad and poisoning their kids. She wa- uses mommy shame people. Yeah, it's well, that's a big thing. I feel like the crunchy moms are huge mommy shamers. She's anti-cesarean, which you know I don't. As I'm a cesarean baby. I'm very, my mommy loves me very desperately. And I was not a cesarean because my mommy didn't, tr- one, if your mom opts for a cesarean, she probably has her reasons. And two, it, my mom tried to have a cesarean and it was an emergency thing. That doesn't, like, no offense, but some people I know who did naturally pregnancy did not go through half the shit my mom went through to have me. It was not the easy way out. My mom worked mm-hmm. very hard and I take, like, anti-cesarean things very seriously. Like, if I ever hear shit about it, I will, like, get, I get so, I'm like, nope, actually, fuck you. <laughs> like, my mom and I have a great oh, yeah. bond. Also, my mom didn't make me eat a rock like you do, woman. Like, my mom knew better <laughs> than me not to let me eat rocks and I didn't come out of her vagina canal. Uh, that's mostly because my head was too big. <laughs> That wasn't, my, that wasn't her fault. It was my fault. Okay. She made me too perfect, tiny, beautiful body. And I couldn't fit through it because she made me too beautiful for this world. So we had to be cut out. It was perfect. Like Zeus birthing Athena from his head. That was me. So I was inadvertently birthed naturally because I refused to come out. <laughs> so they were trying to avoid it. I mean, they were trying to just like do medicine, not like a cesarean. Yeah, of course. But I had to be induced because it was like a week later. And oh, I still that's right. Come. And then I came really fast. You were and stubborn. My mother Your poor mommy. her epidural window. So that's one thing. I'm going to make sure I am drugged up. Oh, well, that's also birth. the thing. These women are so super anti-drugs, anti-epidural. They want to do like births at home. They often don't do it with doulas or midwives, which is very dangerous. Or at least not people who are like approved doulas or midwives, which again, I'm not against midwifery. I'm not against doulas. Uh, but you need to get people who are certified to do it. 
It can be a beautiful way to do parenting, uh, but if you bring people who are not actually trained, it can be extremely dangerous. I tried to like find like information uh, and stuff. Like often I go into articles, but there's like no one writing about this. Like all the, like I feel crazy that so much of my like critical information had to come from TikTok because there was no like critical articles discussing this phenomenon. So I had to go through all these different things. I went to Reddit as I often do. This the, the backbone of this podcast is Reddit. Uh, <laughs> but I found uh, I went to uh, two two sites. One that's called R slash uh, Shit Moms Say, and one that's like R uh, slash Like Mom Advice. I think. Okay, but this one's great because they share these crazy ones about like some what crunchy moms have shared in mom groups. I thought I would just read you a few for us to like use those as like uh, jumping off points to talk about some of these beliefs because it's hard because there is no one like crunchy ideology because again there are people who are like you my your mom and my mom who are crunchy but then there are people who are like that coming up fern lady who let their kids eat rocks and believe if you you know use formula you're gonna kill your kid for disclaimer neither of us are mothers we've never given birth but we do mm, incorrect know, gave, i gave with... i gave birth to master poe i <laughs> oh yes you gave well we i held birth to any I... human children master poe's a human being he just is different <laughs> he's genetically a dog for now uh but you know we're not mothers in the conventional no, yeah sense. i'm 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 not mommy shaming you for doing what you have to do as a mom i am shaming you if you are doing something that is just objectively dangerous and i'll also shame shame i'm a shame shamer yeah. so if you're shaming shame, people, shame. i'll shame you for doing the shame exactly. the shaming so this is one from shit mom groups say which by the way you should just go in there in general i love mothers they're fabulous moms are the backbones of the society i love mommies and i think mommies are great i, I love when mothers are just fed up with other people uh so this mommy, is one so this sorry Mommy. mommy sorry i'm a big milf lover so uh so like so let it be known we are not anti-moms we're just anti-people doing dangerous things to their kids and spreading dangerous rhetorics uh so here is this post uh obviously the names are bl- blanked out but it's clearly from a facebook group uh and this is the crunchy mom talk to me about food dyes so my toddler is usually very sweet we do have a new baby nine weeks old but the last two weeks she has not been herself at all and we are a 80 20 house 80 percent crunchy 20 percent not so much I hate the kid's snack aisle because I know it's nothing nourishing. And I've heard of the food dyes. Well, my husband bought her a thing of goldfish. I thought, I haven't thought much about them until two weeks ago. She seemed in their pantry and wanted some. She loves them. Which, by the way, goldfish are fucking great. Like, good they're for her. They're so good. Uh, I will eat them so much. I don't care if they're going to kill me. I, I thought goldfish it, I, are I hope, healthy. You know, I hope we have goldfish to eat in heaven. Anyways, and so it's been a treat for her. I have been struggling with her crashing in the afternoon, even though she's on her same schedule, hitting the dog, climbing on anything she can, meltdown after meltdown. And I know this sounds like typical toddler things, which it is, but knowing her and how extreme her attitude has changed, it's definitely not normal. Well, I've seen on TikTok about how food ties affecting children and their behaviors. And the only thing we've added in these stupid goldfish crackers that I think my daughter might be sensitive to. So I guess that all to say what to do I need to know is about how long until it's out of her system? What were the things you shocked to hear uh, has dyes in them? Uh, and then another thing. Okay, she had an update where she said, uh, I was wrong about the goldfish. Lol, I'm relieved we can keep them as a treat. I would love more info about food dyes, though. I, I don't know. This whole thing is just crazy. Like, even, it. There's it, not it, even artificial food dye in goldfish. It's well, I think that's why she said that. Colors. I think that's why she said, like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, because there isn't food dye. But the idea that food dye in general would do anything to, to you like that is not how food dye works. I, 
yeah, like it's clearly the fact that the schedule's been tra- changing due to a new baby. Like that's so obvious. And she's also a toddler. It's the time of their lives when they start developing these traits and like testing boundaries yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like a toddler could act one way for so long and then they'll just start changing because they're toddlers. Like, like, Sorry, if your kid becomes an asshole at two, you may just have an asshole kid. And she probably feels like you're not giving her as much attention, which is probably why she's acting out because you have a baby. I don't now, know. On the other hand, the reason why this woman may be so um, conspiratorial, conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. theoristy is maybe because she also has a nine-week-old baby and just gave birth and is dealing with parenting two children now. And so maybe yeah. she's also a little bit at the end of her rope. That's fair. Everyone but also needs to have a hug. I think everyone needs to have a hug. I, I feel – honestly, I, I don't say this often. I do feel bad for the husband in this situation because he was just trying to buy his daughter some goldfish. And then it was like, oh, shit, I've destroyed the family unit. Not concerned, like, talk to a doctor about it. Well, that's the issue. These people don't trust doctors. Yeah, and the thing is, just, like, the anecdotal evidence, like, it's it's great for sharing no. stories, but it does not, like, actually contribute to what people think it does. All right, let's yeah. hear the next one. Here, here's the next one Um, from a group that's actually called Crunchy Mamas of something something, so probably from an area. All right, has anyone worked with an excellent therapist for birth trauma slash fear that does telehealth? My first babe was a C-section. My last was home birth, but it was 64 hours long. I hemorrhaged after not passing the placenta and ended up losing a lot of blood, ER trip, four transfusion, etc. I want to have another baby and home birth, but I'm definitely going to need to work through that first. Oh my gosh. One, I am sorry. That sounds like a nightmare. Oh my god. Three hours? 64 hour labor. One, I think it's smart that she wants to work through this trauma. I think that's really smart. I think the fact that her first baby was a C-section and it went very easy and the second, the fact that her second baby was not a C-section and it was a not easy, I think those two things are obviously related. I think that's clear. And because I think it's one of those things where, you know, this out of context, if it was just like a post, you'd be like, oh, this is just someone looking for help. But the fact that it's posted in the Crunchy Moms group and because Crunchy Moms have such an aversion to C-sections because they think it's not real birth, you know, it's clear that this woman is willing to put her body through more trauma to avoid like any kind of medicine i wonder if she has a core belief that if she doesn't give birth at you know at home naturally that she's like failed as a woman and so she's one more and do it the right Well, that's way. where this all that's connects to. Like, clearly, that's where all the crunchy mom stuff comes from, is that this idea that you can fail as a mom, fail as a woman. Hopefully, I mean, if she finds a therapist, they can help her work through that. Yeah. I, I, so I'm hope. I mean, I don't really trust the, the therapist that probably the crunchy mamas of wherever are recommending, but I really do hope she finds someone. Uh, that one, just, just, I just wanted to mention, like, that is just, like, a continuing theme that you'll see through these things, where these women do not believe in, like... You know, it's like one thing to not believe, like to believe in organic food or to like maybe essential oils, a diffuser. That's one thing. It's a dangerous thing when you're not vaccinating your kids and when you're putting your own body through extensive trauma. That's when I start getting scared because you're hurting your others, but you're hurting yourself. And it's really terrifying. And Uh, and you're doing it like important medical care too. Yeah. And you're doing it all in the name of like not anything. I I just, it's so confusing. But it's just not the same for everyone. And I don't understand this need to like shame and judge people. And and again, there's nothing wrong with having a home birth. But again, a lot of the time, these women do not go through doing it safely. Like you have to have a very specific set of things happen for a home birth to go well, especially within this world. Like back in the olden times when we all lived in like little village together, everyone was basically a midwife. Birthing was done as a group. It was a group activity. Child rearing was just different. But now it's like you have to go find someone who is trained. You have to make sure that you do you know, have certain, there needs to be someone ready to go to the hospital if that is needed. You need to have all of these things, you know, a sterile environment, you know, all these things listed out. You need to be taking track of these things. And it's like these women don't do that because they don't think, they think they can just, you know, give birth because they think, oh, that's the more natural thing to do. But no, we have always been doing some form of like medical birth. people were dying so much. Yeah. 
And that's why like birthing and medicine like has helped women live longer. It's because childbirth used to be just pain and horrid. That there also tends to be a belief in like a lot of country, like very trad, wide, crunchy culture. And this is like that part that kind of starts going over with evangelicalism, where the idea that if your baby is dead, it's just fine. Like that's okay. Like that's a baby that wasn't meant to live anyway. So it's just a part of your birthing journey, that which is, is wild. <laughs> which is just that wild. Is, it's a heavy belief. I, mean, I just hand, don't I, I get it. I think that can be if you lose a child in childbirth. I think that can be. Yeah, be for sure. Coping mechanism. You know that, but that can also be damaging for people. So, oh, I also think it's like, but that's also not a way to be like, oh, just you know, whatever. Who cares if your baby dies? That which is meant not. It was meant to die. Yeah, that's something you should be saying to other people. Anyways, here's a lighter one. This one's kind of funny. Another post. Sorry, what is a safer alternative to AirPods? My husband works from home and he's constantly on calls in his home office. He typically is on Zoom, but when he has to step away from his desk, he uses AirPods during lunch. On the ferry, if he has to commute to take on uh, in-person meetings, etc., he's literally in meetings all day from 6 a.m. until around 6 p.m. And AirPods make me nervous, but he insists they're the best and easiest to use. And here's some of the comments. Hollow tube headphones are the best and safest. There's no EMFs, but they're pricey. You'll need you can research them easily. Next to that would just be wired or wireless. Just use the Apple ones that come with the headphones. Uh, no help here, but feel bad for this feller working 12 hours a day is insane and will wear off his health eventually a lot faster than AirPods. <laughs> I mean, really, and like commuting that much too. Oh my god, Lily, will you please look up air tube headphones? What are these? I have no idea. Honestly, though, I'm kind of with her. I hate having earbuds in my ears all day. I mean, yeah. it's better than wired headphones, but god, oh, for sure. Uh, here's somebody going, I'm convinced Bluetooth is bad for your brain. I was using wireless headphones and I'm getting constant and horrible headaches. I stopped using them and the headaches went away. And I think it's the headphones more than the, the fact that they're yeah. Oh, this one said one head AirPod at a time is safer. Well, it's better for your hearing. Yeah. Oh my God, Lily, what are air, have you found air tube headphones for yeah, EMF protection? So, yeah, it looks like they're just like little straws almost with earbuds at the end. <laughs> I don't understand. They basically Wait, just how do they wear headphones, but they're a little bit like wider. Okay, I don't think they're really like. I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. I think it's just for people to feel better. Okay, so, and EMF is electromagnetic field for all you non-sciencey kids. I just love. I I know they're probably not. I just the idea that he just has little plastic tubes and like the music is coming through them. Yeah, so, so the ones I saw like that were like a real like looks like a straw. They kind of yeah. go over the ear and go in that way, so they do hang down like a yeah. Straw. That's so. Oh, funny. He's looking like a dweeb on that ferry if he's wearing yeah. these wired headphones. That's all, yeah. I have. all right. We have this one. And this is clearly one that like crosses over with religion because again, it's a pipeline. You know, it, it's so easy to go. And I think we'll do an episode in general about new age spirituality as a pipeline. But this is like just a, a little corner of it. Um, all right. Okay. This may be a loaded question, but please be kind. I love my Lord Jesus Christ and he is the Lord of my life. Cool. Relatable. I, amen. Uh, I have that tattooed on my tramp stamp. I feel a strong pull to bring herbal medicine to the people. Wait, pull back. Did you say you have a Jesus tattoo? I feel a strong pull to bring herbal medicine to the people. I truly believe it's the Lord's medicine and how he intended it for us. Okay, I know this is not where it's going, but how great would it be if she be like, she this goes into, I believe we should all smoke pot constantly. And this oh, is really yeah. just a Rastafarian. And I'd be kind of into that. But no, that's not where this goes. Uh, being in the more holistic type circles, I hear a lot about energy medicine. I don't believe in Reiki because oh, don't be ridiculous. Because that's believe. horrible devil stuff from a different religion that I don't believe in. But what about acupuncture or tapping or acupressure or positive affirmations? I want to know about what the Bible 
says about these things. I know all healing comes from God and he can heal slash not heal whoever he wants. Are these good things to bring into my wellness practices? I've heard amazing testimonies of these things, but I don't want to bring anything not aligning with the Lord into my wellness practice. Any information or scripture where I can find peace in this would be amazing. Thank you. I don't even like, I don't think I can give any advice. I think our worldviews are so misaligned. I don't know how I would even help this woman. It's like, she's like not Reiki because that's from a, you know, a different religion that I don't understand from a different part of the world. But she's like, acupuncture, which is also, you know, from China and has religious basis to it. My thing, like, they didn't talk about Barbie movies in the Bible and I still watch them. Like, there are many things Mm -hmm. in this world that don't exist in the Bible you can still interact with. Okay. I would love to say that someone else in the comments of Reddit was like, not going to lie, when I read the first part, I thought this was going to turn into a thing about weed, (laughs) but it took a hard (laughs) left. And that is exactly how I felt. I was like, oh, it's going to just be a weed post. Like, I have read from kind of religious, but weedy, like weedy liberal people who are a little religious Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, it's God's herb. I'm like, yeah, okay, why not? Closer to the Lord. Yeah. Anyways, uh, here are what uh, one of the comments. Well, the scripture says, according to Exodus 15, 26, the Lord is, is healed us and by his stripes we are healed. But it does not say that the leaves of the tree will be used Oh, it does say that leaves of the tree will be used for healing. There's that. It also says in James 5, 14 through 15, if anyone is sick, let the elders of the church pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And then the prayer of the faith will save the sick. Psalms 107, 20 says he has sent his word and healed them. So judging off the scriptures, I would say faith-filled prayer, fasting, since Jesus did it for 40 days. And really just declaring the word would be sufficient. The word is the sword of the spirit. The Bible doesn't speak on these practices like acupuncture or acupuncture. She said acupuncture twice. We aren't commanded to follow the meridian energy lines or apply pressure at those certain spots to provide healing. We are commanded to pray and ask the Lord to heal us. And he will. My uncle was literally just healed of cancer by refusing to accept the doctor's diagnosis. Uncle's about to die. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. Okay, I love the idea that the doctor comes in and goes, sir, I am so sorry, Gerald, you have terminal cancer. And that Gerald goes, no, I don't. And just walks I like out. How he goes, I don't accept it. So therefore, I'm cured of it. <laughs> not, only, not only is he not accept that he had it, but that also somehow makes him cured of it, even though he never had it. Indeed. I honestly, it's very good. This is why we made it clear at the beginning. Like both of us have experienced religion and on, we're on different spectrums. I am a fairly religious person. Uh, I'm not religious in this way. So I'm allowed to make, it's like making fun of these people because I think these people give being religious no, a bad name silly. yeah these people oh, give being I mean, religious a bad name like in the worst and it's hilarious because also to be fair i will say this i do anoint myself in oil and say prayers because i i, I practice uh, christian mysticism so i'm like yeah of course i also get modern medicine done i don't believe that's going to save me from everything <laughs> i do think it's interesting like all this like spiritual healing is like yeah. and like the acupuncture and all this stuff is is based in other traditions so yeah it is interesting to see that intersection of yeah right western christianity with people being interested in these things and you can see the pushback in the dialogue in this conversation of other people being like well that's not in the bible and like does it go into like idol worship and like thinking about those exactly so it's it's interesting to see the the intersection within the community and then here's somebody else's response also amazing my husband tore his quad it was a super obvious complete tear helping a neighbor back in february he used to be a rehab specialist so he's very aware of the medical side of this injury he rebuked it all okay can, are you allowed to just say no i'm not injured is that like the cheat code to this he rebuked it all like no i don't have polycystic ovary yeah i don't have cysts on my same i don't have any cysts on my ovary actually god 
he rebuked a dog, constantly prayed over it, and began dancing for Jesus. Okay, I'm kind of into that sleigh. A month later, we began hiking in Big Bend with our son on his back. Then, while we were hiking in Utah earlier this month, it's still not looking like normal. But it's totally functional. Praise God. <laughs> okay, that's not good. Uh, and then this person I think the tapping acupuncture is okay. It's working with the body's meridian points. Lily, Google meridian point. Affirmations, no. But that is saying our mind is powerful and we are like many gods. Very new age. I have my kids say biblical affirmations like I am loved by God. But nothing that suggests that they are the one creating their own realities. Follow Doreen Virtue on YouTube. She's an ex-psychic who has been saved. A lot of good information. Well, meridian points come from Chinese medicine. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Okay, well, there's just so much there, Lily. I can't even... I can't even... They basically match up with like major blood vessel pathways. And it goes, yeah, and they go into like heart lines and headlines and all that stuff. I don't know. That's what you put into it. That's the thing. Like, when I don't understand when people freak out about like who are really religious, like evangelical Christians freak out about psychics. It's like, do you put stock in it? Because I just, I think you get out of it what you put into it. So, like, if you think it's real, then you believe it's stronger than god i don't know uh this is from another crunchy mamas of someplace group been fighting for my babies since before they were born home birthed unassistant and no v okay but now my 10 year old needs tonsillectomy uh we've done due diligence with cairo microfacial diet ah yes the three things that everyone knows will cure tonsillectomy is chiropractor and while i could research this until i convince myself he doesn't need surgery he is developing and not getting deep sleep or oxygen at night his younger brother is now bigger than him with that said he we don't need pharma at all unless absolutely necessary what can i give him for pain inflammation relax for the healing process afterwards i don't trust dogs oh my gosh okay so my little brother had a tonsillectomy when he was like 12 maybe he was like 14 it was it was only yeah. a couple years ago yeah he was that is a really intense surgery especially if it's like with yeah. this child it sounds like max is where like two inches growing down the back of his throat like really yeah more, these like, seem i mean they're like, in fact packing his breath it will take at least two weeks maybe more for your child to recover they need strong medication actually here's a this is a good response from a different post um this one is in specifically in response to how to uh ward off the coronavirus but i'm sure this works for tonsillectomies as well number three essential oils i'm getting a little nervous about this response especially thieves uh oil from young living oh damn okay that's a that's a cold that's a bad Uh, oh you know we are you know we have to do an mlm episode uh is amazing at killing off unwanted bacteria and viruses oils are effective for viral infections because oils have the ability to penetrate the cell wall Oh, unlike antibiotics, herbs such as oregano, clove, cinnamon, lemon, eucalyptus are especially potent at supporting a good immune system and a respiratory system, all contained in thieves. You can use oils to improve respiratory health and digestive health as well. These are easy to use natural remedies to have in hand, specifically referring to the coronavirus. But I like the idea that the tonsillectomy mom would just have her kid like open mouth shoving oil down, like just the like young living oil, oil, gagging him on young living oil. That's- well, the other thing I'm worried about is like, they're gonna give this child post-surgery antibiotics like are they gonna do that like no no that's that's the point like she was looking for alternatives to antibiotics and pain meds i mean like the pain medicine alone because it is an excruciating recovery process but the antibiotics are so scary dangerous on so many levels you get are ever prescribed antibiotics the worst thing you can do for yourself is start them and not finish them for the environment there's a chance your thing will it's bad for back. god he gave us antibiotics but if you don't do the full course you're going against him let's talk about the psychology of it ben like what is the 
draws people into like we talk about pipelines and stuff but what is like the the basis for wanting to believe this stuff it's there's paranoia with it Mm -hmm. like paranoid that everyone's against you paranoid that there's like some bigger issue you know you can't trust the government you can't trust medicine you know i I, obviously i either i again i it's hard because i don't feel tons pity for these women because what they're doing is spreading dangerous misinformation and advice uh but i do feel bad in the sense that clearly they they have been traumatized to some extent like something has happened as women as as mothers as birthers that has made them not trust society that they need to do this sort of extremism i'm trying to empathize with where these people are coming from yeah it sounds like from some of the stories we heard earlier about like the natural birth people were like a lot of them were like i did my first one the way you're supposed to and it went terribly so when i did the natural birth and it worked well like now i'm like a big advocate for it being a woman is just i mean being a woman's hard and I think it's one of those things where conspiracy theories of all kinds is that it is the understanding and knowledge that there is something wrong out there, which is true. There are injustices, there are dangers, there are those things. But instead of like actually learning what the real problems are, the real injustices, the, the all these things, it, it, because those things are complicated and even more scary because you feel so helpless because there's so little things to do. Instead, it's better to try to be like, well, here's actually a really easy fix because it's actually super easy to find a fix. Like infant mortality and the fact that women don't get treated well. Uh, but that kind of stuff is hard and that's scary and that's not something an individual can change. Whereas instead of saying, oh, well, really the problem is the fact that we're not just giving oils or that it's the vaccines or it's all these things. That's something you can actually do. And I think you can find comfort in that, which I, I don't know. I, I I think it's that's it's just dangerous. This is a very weird thing. I do believe this kind of is where it gets into this like trad feminist, which if anyone, it's like this idea that women need to be very traditional. Feminism is based on egalitarianism, the fact that men and women are equal. And trad feminism is based on this idea called complementarianism, that men and women are not equal, but they have different traits that complement each other, which is really just women need to be submissive and quiet because they're good at it. Hate trans. At it. They also hate trans women for, you know, not not having certain bio- biological things and whatever and they hate trans men because you know they were assigned many were assigned female at birth and it's like how, how dare you you know defy the great womanhood that you were gifted with or whatever so they have this weird fetishism for all things like female body and a big one of that is like breast milk like there's this belief that breast milk can just like do anything but that's what they're really anti-formula which by the way let it be known my dad was a formula baby and he's also one of the smartest people i've ever met so you could be fine maybe he could have been smarter without formula but he's very fine yeah he might have been insufferable without the formula form i think the formula is really what made him great uh but he's a formula baby and he's good here's one crunchy mamas any crunchy mamas that throw their milk on everything my baby has an ear infection and i'm not exactly what or how my first ever my first never had an ear infection so this is new territory how much do you put in how often how long do you keep them laid down this woman is thinking about putting her breast milk on an ear infection it's not fucking unicorn blood. Like, what the hell? Isn't it, Louie? There is one person in the comments who's like, do you just get the boob over the ear and squeeze? Which I... Into a bottle first, you pumping it out or... And then there's the story. I'm not going to read the whole story, but it involves a woman who was like, it was, it's a reshare from an Am I the Asshole, which, you know, we love the Am I the Asshole subreddit, mm-hmm. where the woman was like, basically had to yell at this guy's sister her husband's sister to be like, stop giving offering you, your breast milk to drink because of for, to cure my lupus. It's wow. such a weird thing. I and mean, I think it comes into that, like, I don't know, I've heard a lot of Emma the Asshole stories about people trying to breastfeed other people's babies or like the the act yeah. of actually breastfeeding. But like, there is a mystical set of beliefs around breast milk. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's this real weird fetishism. This story is actually crazy. I told Again, it, it continues with the breast milk. Our 5.5 month old saw a GI doctor today for continued loose stools with mucus and uncomfortable gassiness. We have already been dairy free since September. And I've been food journaling to find out what else has been caused 
causing it to no avail. I began a total elimination of diet of the top eight allergens a week ago. She took a few looks at the diaper pictures and listened to her symptoms, uh, to his symptoms and asked why I hadn't already switched to formula. I wasn't prepared for that. She said I could continue with an elimination diet if I wanted, but she doesn't typically recommend her moms do it because they often lose too much weight and it may not help her. She said, why kill yourself with the, there's a perfectly viable solution to this. So yeah, so there's that idea that, you know, because whatever you eat goes into your breast milk. So the mom's possibly mm-hmm. eating something that is the daughter's allergic to. So what she's doing is eliminating all this food so she won't, which yeah, that will make you basically starve yourself to feed your kid. I cried the entire way home. I always thought I'd be okay if I couldn't breastfeed, but now I can't imagine not doing it. It's the best tool to comfort him and it gives him so much more than formula can. Has anyone ever been in this situation and how did you decide between months of elimination dieting versus switching to specialized formula? Sincerely, a heartbroken mama that feels she's failing her baby. This this idea of like, if you don't do everything exactly the natural, traditional way, you're like some sort of yeah. failure. Yeah, out here. And this, this is, and again, like, this is what I'm saying. This is a toxic community and why it's dangerous and why, like, I start losing sympathy. Like, I feel a lot of sympathy for that woman because it's like, oh, she just wants to do the best for her baby. Like, she really does. Mm-hmm. But then I feel no sympathy for this person responding to her who goes, uh, I would consult a homeopath and continue breastfeeding. Plus, I'd make sure the baby gets the back milk. Uh, mother's milk is full with elements to be digested on its own, basically. Plus, probiotic supplements would be nice. Like, not only do you're like, yeah, keep starving yourself. Also, you're missing all these other steps and you're not being a good... It's like, ugh, that's just so crazy. Like, and also formula is so good nowadays. Like, it's almost the exact same. There's honestly some tests that show formula is better than breast milk. Especially if you're dealing with a potential food allergen like this and you don't know what it is. Like, Wouldn't you rather be feeding your baby in a healthy way now and then you can figure that stuff out down the line? Like, Yeah. I guess it goes into this thing about being a woman that it's so difficult and everyone, mm-hmm. there's someone waiting around every corner to tell you that you're doing something wrong. It's just such huckstery. And then again, and then these people deny real medicine like science and IVF, which is beautiful. IVF is like, and the fact that we can do that is phenomenal. Like, it's Wonderful. insanely a medical miracle. And the fact that these people are like, that's horrible. Like, it's not real birth. Like, fuck off. Well, that was depressing and upsetting and concerning. And again, well, if here, you are a loved one is on a crunchy mom pipeline, tell them to get it together. Uh, but in honor of all uh, of the crunchy moms, I thought we would go and look at the ultimate queen of the crunchy moms, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, who just Ooh. released Goop's 2022 gift guide. So, so I am going okay. to tell you some things and I would like you to guess, tell me how much you think they're, uh, they, they cost. All right. I'm going to start out with this one seems fun. All right. This is the Pulse Pulse Healthy Hair Brush Therapy. It's a flexible bendy bristles, made the brush an all out hit. And now there's a pulsating scalp massage button. So it's electronic and it vibrates. Yeah. yeah. Should I go how much I think it should cost or how much I think it does cost? How about both? Like 30 bucks. And I'm going to go that it costs 200 It's actually a very affordable $69.95. Oh, okay. Honestly, yeah, I think it's it not too bad. Lily, this is the Crystal Whip. It's a sex thing. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Pick up this writing crop by its crystal encrusted handle and give it a gentle swing. It's flexible along its length, which gives it an extra zing on impact. Okay, I'm going to go 150 Uh, It is $380. Wow. Yeah. Go to a horse supply shop. All right, how about this? This is the Tuft Boudoir Shade. So it's a chair. It's a, sh- it's a shade. Okay. It's a chair. Costs $28,000. And it's also non-refundable. I have to see tufted 
boxes. Created by master furniture designer Mark Brazier and crafted from brass and tufted black leather, this chaise is a foundation for fantasy. The curves mimic the contours of the body whoa, and is decked whoa, out with stirrups and restraints. chair. <laughs> <laughs> but it says display in your bedroom, living room, dungeon. Mark Brazier. I mean, really? The furniture maker's name is Brazier. There's some things on here that are way sexier than that chair. Wow, his furniture is sexy. Mark Brazier. That's $200,000 console. Yeah, I'm looking Pretty at that. Hot. That's lovely. <laughs> Mark, Mark, I'm obsessed with you. Mark, can you sponsor us? Can he be our only sponsor, Mark Brazier? I love to have a sex chair. Mark, Mark and put it in our living room. All right, going into the deep end. The deep end will one day be reserved for places for questions that you also did. Feel free to send questions through our Instagram, same person, different font pod. Uh, also, TikTok, I think, has them. Or email us at same person, different font pod at gmail.com. Uh, but until then, we will be using Reddit. These, I have come for us. I have gone through the bow- the bowels of hell. The- I did a harrowing of hell like Jesus did. And I've come back with these tasty, tasty morsels. The first one we have. Am I the asshole for telling my coworker to stop baking me stuff? I, 35 male, have a po- coworker, 28 female, who likes to bake stuff and sometimes brings her baking gifts into work. A few months ago, I told her about some new cookies I had discovered that I was nuts about. She agreed to make me some. When she gave me the cookies, she told me to get back the Tupperware after because it's good Tupperware. I mean, it's so hard to find good Tupperware. Yeah, for sure. I ate the cookies in my office over the next couple of days. When I finished the last cookie, I noticed she was still in her office and hadn't left for the evening. So I knocked up, went, complimented her, told her thank you for the cookies, handed her the Tupperware back in as she asked and left for the day. The next day, she seemed kind of pissed and made a comment to me about, you could have done the courteous thing. I didn't really know what that was about. I confronted her about her comment and she said it was rude not to clean or wash the Tupperware. And then when someone lends you their dishes, it's common sense to clean it before returning it. She also said that from now on, when she bakes me stuff, she's only giving me it on paper plates. She never mentioned it again, but every time she baked me stuff after that, she kept giving it to me on wrapped paper plates, which made it hard to store and the stuff in my office and felt pretty passive aggressive. Eventually, I told her enough was enough and to just stop baking me stuff. She was going to keep shaming and singling me out for one mistake. She seemed kind of offended, but said, okay, and she did stop baking me stuff. We get along okay, still, but we aren't as close and chatty as we used to be. I wish I'd done something different in the beginning, but I didn't know about the Tupperware rule. She didn't say to clean it, just give it back, which I did. I feel like she was unnecessarily passive-aggressive and aggravated in the situation. She did need to rub it in and give me stuff only on paper plates, and now everyone gets baked goods besides me, and it kind of sucks. Instinct before he mentioned, like, right at the end that she bakes for everyone was like, oh, is this, like, some sort of, like, was she flirting with him or whatever? But it does sound like she bakes for everybody. She just really likes to do it. That's great. Yeah, the Tupperware thing is a thing. I don't know. I kind of feel like as like someone who bakes or whatever that she started it a bit. Like the whole like she started the whole passive aggressive train because like yeah, yeah, she's supposed to wash Tupperware, but like it's cookies. Like maybe there's some That's crumbs. Like, you you're gonna wash cookies after you use it, but it's not like he left her thing filled with sauce. That's fair, or something. but also it's cookies, which means it wouldn't have been that hard of a clean. It would have been like no. run the water and. Dump also, it out and give it to they're at the office. Like, is there not, like, a sink available? Yeah, like, I... Like, a kitchen area? What you don't do is assume that she's, like, weirdly singling you out in anger for putting it on plates, which is very funny. Yeah, I mean, maybe she just did it so you wouldn't feel, like, yeah. the pressure or whatever. Yeah, that's what I would assume. Like, oh, this person assumes, like, oh, okay, I don't really want to do that extra step. Fine, I will give it to you on a paper plate. I don't know. I'm also saying this to someone, like, I wouldn't mind someone just giving me back my yeah. Tupperware with, like, crumbs in it with cookies, but also yeah. I have a dishwasher, like, if they're in like a major city like exactly yeah that could be a big pain in the ass yeah. like 
can't watch it. And again, it's probably, I think, situational. Like, you came to her at the end of the day. She was tired. She saw it was messy. Mm -hmm. You know, she probably was just like, really, you couldn't have just, like, dumped it. But Okay, this is a Christmas one. Christmas one. Ooh, fun. It's telling a first and second grader Santa isn't real too young. My parents told me and my friends when we were in first and second grade Santa wasn't real, but we were like five and seven. Isn't that too young? The only... They only told us because we were pissed off, angry, angry. neither of us would get, shut the fuck up about Santa. And when we cried, we got slapped. <laughs> That's the whole post? So they're asking if it was a dick move by their parents. Their parents? <laughs> yeah, they're asking if their parents were dicks. Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Like, you. Sh- I don't think you should say anything. Okay, maybe if a kid's, like, 12 or whatever, maybe say something. Yeah. But your kid should always hear something elsewhere that makes you question it or, like, in my case, like, I overheard my grandmother asking who was doing stockings that year. Oh. And then that year, my parents very sweetly did, like, a lot of stuff to make- leave, like, clues about Santa, but I was already yeah. starting to get suspicious, so it was just, like, a... But I was also like 10 or whatever. Yeah, you were also 10. I will say again, I think Nine. I come, this is a funny, unique, unique uh, opinion. We didn't do Santa. We were a non-Santa house. We were Santa atheists. So in my opinion, the original dick move is that your parents told you Santa was, again, we're, we're big, strong anti-Santa people. I know that's like very rare. Uh, I won't proselytize. But it's not like I ran around as a child being like, Santa's not real to kids. Because I, because my mom was like, yeah, we don't do Santa, but some people really care. So don't be a dick, Delcy. And I was like, yeah, okay. yeah exactly well I've been thinking about this a lot lately like with my like what do I want to do in the future and like it was a positive thing for me so I knew I wanted to do it but um I saw a TikTok that really put it into perspective for me that talked about like okay like how do you deal with your kid like finding out that Santa's not real like it doesn't have to be like a devastating thing like it can be like Santa represents the spirit of giving for the yeah. sake of others and not expecting anything when we're tr- there's a way to frame it and like to do it like this yeah. in a way like to say something hurtful to punish a child what is wrong it, with this you? slaps them like shut up Santa's not real slap I mean are you getting out that your parents were abusive because it sounds like they were dicks at the very least this is from our source of ice help I literally just woke up like 10 minutes ago but my mother says that I was awoken like 30 minutes ago for about half an hour but the fact is that i don't remember being awoke and she said i talked to her that went outside for like 15 minutes and then i came back home and then slept and the funny thing is that when i was sleeping a friend of mine which lives in the same neighborhood as me called her and said that i threw firecrackers at his door but previously i mentioned i don't remember a thing the phenomenon also happens to me like three years ago when i was in the hospital for unrelated reasons the person i for sharing a room with said i was just suddenly awoke around 7 a.m put some clothes on and went outside for like 10 to 20 minutes then came back and slept is this amnesia is a double personality disorder am i sleepwalking help i mean it sounds like some form of sleepwalking lily i don't think it's lily are they awoke are they awoke uh <laughs> yes and no I don't know. So I, I'm a big sleep talker and one of my roommates is a big you sleep walker. I have an app that records me and sometimes I'm just having like cold conversations with myself while I sleep. But like my one of my roommates, Sydney, is a big sleepwalker and so she'll do all sorts of kind of weird things in the middle of the night and like move around and stuff. Like my dad likes to tell a story. One time he woke up in the middle of the night and this is in middle school. I had a loft bed and I had climbed down from the loft bed and I was like at my, so I climbed down the ladder from my loft bed, was at my parents' computer or like typing away on the keyboard and he comes out he's like lily what are you doing and i'm like i have to finish my homework I have oh to that's finish so my you homework. so i don't think it's that weird i think you're fine um, i think you're fine the fact you're wearing firecrackers is maybe like are they lit? where are you concerning. getting the firecrackers 
Just oh maybe gosh. lock them up in a way that you can't access them while you're sleeping. Oh, tie yourself to the bed at night. Oh, fires, don't do that. But no, like, but like maybe no, no, lock up like, the fire. No, no, yeah, no, no. Tie yourself at bed. They do that in moon night. Moon night. Okay, but moon night is like pretty severe. This doesn't sound like it's quite. What if? What what if he is moon night? What if this is moon night? Now, if you think you're moon night, maybe you should go to the doctor. But I think this is fine (laughs) if you're that concerned. Like, go see a sleep specialist. But just sleep specialist can help you if you're moon night. Why do you even have firecrackers? You need the firecrackers to fight evil because he's moon night. Is that actually? I haven't seen moon night. Is that what moon night does? He fights. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's what he does. He (laughs) goes on to write it, and he also uses firecrackers. I'm watching White Lotus right now. Oh, that's very good. Two. How's that going? Are you on the first season or the second? I'm halfway through season two. I just finished episode four. I was feeling very seen by that Gen Z girl who's the assistant. Okay, you are food. so Portia. Oh, God, this is painful. I need to take a break and reconsider I my life. I honestly <laughs> did text my mom when I saw her. I was like, I think Lily may be Portia. And I mean that with love. I personally think that I am the pervy old grandpa. Bert, that makes sense. And Portia and Bird have such a cute friendship, too. So. I'm por- we're Portia and <laughs> And you are Moon Knight, Redditor. All right, Lily, so what have we learned today? Do you have any wrap-up for the pod, the podlings? Uh, what have I learned? Being a woman is a beautiful and terrible and complicated mm-hmm. thing. And we're all just trying to do our best. But yeah. let's not hurt or judge people. And, we do and when, we, when we go to heaven, we will have no buckle fat. And we will get to hang with the animals. Yeah, I really can't wait to find out whether or not Adam came up with the word for liger or he just came up with lion and tiger that is interesting. and we made a portmanteau. Oh my god, do you think Kane is there? Let's Google. Who's in heaven? <laughs> heaven roster. Who is in heaven? Who is currently in heaven? Okay, there is a list okay. on ebible.com. Well, I if, I can, if I can dispute any of these. Why can't they just give me a list? Okay, en- Enoch is in list. That's true. He's dope book of enoch is an apocryphal text but he has also mentioned other things elijah seems to be in heaven uh the resurrected moses was temporarily in paradise i don't know where he went afterwards they what did not send oh no okay it seemed that enoch and elijah definitely in heaven moses iffy if he's in heaven unclear is it just what do you have to do to make it to heaven oh my god if moses didn't make it <laughs> i'm screwed if moses didn't, can't make it to heaven like what is the bouncer in heaven like but- I want to know, like, what celebrities are in heaven oh, or no God. celebrities I in absolutely heaven. love crazy Bible people because you can get some crazy answers. Um, like, here, are there people in heaven right now? They are there. Marrying questions. This has turned into a weirdly religious episode. Uh, who are in heaven? Okay, here are some people who are in heaven. The Apostle John, the Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, Timothy Paul's companion. Interesting. Tell me more Air about Timothy Paul's companion. Paul. Oh, King Is this David, the Timothy King of Solomon. first and second Timothy? Yes. Apparently, someone says that there is no heaven anymore. Yes, some people believe that um, heaven, heaven will exist, yeah. and when Jesus comes back, he'll be on earth. Okay, but I can't believe Moses doesn't make it. What did there Moses is... do that was so wrong? He's not the one who wanted to live for 900 years. Enoch, Elijah, and like a few others. No one's in heaven right now. What? That's not true. And not even what about Daniel and Adam, my Bible heroes. I wanted to talk to them. Is Moses or not because i was my bible hero was moses i was going to go talk to moses and if he's not there ask about that sea parting and do you think they're drinking breast milk in heaven (laughs) (laughs) do you think it wait was moses breastfed is this all a connection wasn't everyone breastfed did moses drink breast milk breastfeeding in the bible hello it all comes Ah! back together it all comes um here's my question though did moses eat goldfish oh my gosh that explains it 
<laughs> hey, crunchy moms. My child Moses was acting pretty normal and then he ate some goldfish. I'm scared he won't get to heaven now. Have any of you done any research about this? I found my baby floating on a river and then <laughs> they gave <him> some- <laughs> Hey, crunchy moms. The earth delivered me a baby. Do you think that's natural? Hey, girl bosses, I had the most natural birth. The river delivered me a baby. It just came flowing from Mother Gaia. It just came from Mother Gaia. Okay, breastfeeding was called giving suck in the Bible. That's lovely. Giving Are suck. Are we sure about that? Are we sure? Yeah. Yeah, like suckling, giving suck. Yeah. I'm just saying it sounds like something else. Lily, they call blowjobs blowjobs like everybody else. Bible's classy. Blowies. They call them blowies. They call them little blues. What okay, what did the Bible call blowjobs? Is there a biblical precedent for blowjobs? This is a misconception about the Bible. The Bible's actually really chill with sex. It's a misconception. The idea that you need to be a virgin isn't true. Uh, that's never mentioned in the Bible. Virginity isn't real. It's not in the Bible at all. But it, they do call it here. It's in Song of Solomon, which is the book of the Bible that's all about sex and about the fact that God gave us sex and like orgasms as a gift to earth and to the people because he wanted us to be horny. Like that's literally the book of the Bible. Uh, and it, it, this is this is the book. This is uh, this is actually about blowjobs and about doing oral sex. Oh, a Song of Solomon four sixteen. Uh, awake, O north wind. O come, O south wind. Blow upon my garden. Let its spices flow. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat in the choicest fruits. They called it blowing upon my garden. Honestly, not bad. All right. Well, that's what we learned today. <laughs> gotten canceled after episode two i still survived though because i didn't go to my dates i think we were gonna get i think we get a cult now we started a cult crunchy moms please go see a doctor think about who you want to see in heaven maybe moon knight also please someone get pink pink off the pipeline pink pink we're gonna we're gonna deprogram you yet in next episode we deprogram pink pink all right this has been gelsey blythe uh at gelsey blythe on instagram and Lily Annabelle, Lily.Annabelle, like the flower and then Indeed. the doll. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review on the ones you can. And for the ones you can't, sucks to suck. Sucks to give suck. Uh, <laughs> this has been same person, different thought. We'll see you next week if we survive and God hasn't smite and us. Smit. Smoot. 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 I like smooth. Okay. Smooth. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. <laughs>